Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on the home of the Afropolitan. Welcome back to My Money and Me. Now, while most businesses continue to feel the pressure of the COVID-19 pandemic, some businesses in certain sectors have seen their profits hit an all-time high. E-commerce in particular has been thriving. Online shopping has pushed to new levels in South Africa. Consumers are, you know, are either too scared to go to the shops or, or or are just seeing the benefits and the convenience of having their goods delivered to their doorstep. Now, Native Child is a local natural hair care and skin care products manufacturer based in Johannesburg, and it's been a business that has been thriving during this time. My guest this evening is Sonto Poe, a founder of Native Child, and she's going to talk us through what it's like working in this environment. Sonto, thank you so much for your time this evening. Hi, hi, Samosha. Thank you for having me. Sonto, I mean, I'm sure it's still difficult, but your business has still continued and you're still doing well. I mean, if you look around, I mean, people are struggling all over, but because you have run a successful e-commerce business, um, it's it's kind of just, you know, glided through this lockdown period. Yeah, I must say uh, my heart does go out to people who've kind of struggled because, I mean, it's your livelihood. Um, but, but for us, we've been very blessed and fortunate to be able to continue to to function and run, um, but also grow during this period where a, a lot of things seem to be shrinking business-wise. Um, it, it's been a very stressful period because I think... Mm-hmm. Uh, we we were not expecting um, to grow this quickly, um, but but at the same time, I mean, you have to be grateful for grace that you're in that position as opposed to the opposite. But that's it. I mean, you didn't just start the e-commerce now during lockdown. No. You had started e-commerce long before this. Take, take me back on how you started your business. So actually, Native Child started um, as an online store. That was my initial brainchild idea when I started it because I thought um, I just I had been you know overseas and just found it so easy to just buy things online and, and have them delivered to your door. So when I came back, I thought this is the kind of concept I want to create when I come back home. Mm-hmm. And it's and so it is. It started online, but obviously we struggled because our market just wasn't ready. Uh, we had to then um, rethink re- re- the idea of, of of native child, and then went into retail stores. So we had started quite a long time ago. Obviously, you have to have an e-commerce um, uh, business. People need to be able to order. You know, you have to set up payments online and all of that and that was part of the challenge because uh, for the most part um, the feedback we received was are my details safe is you know is this legit um, mm. but COVID kind of changed all of that um, because people are now forced to stay at home and just the idea of going to queue at a big and pay or whatever retail store that's out there um, meant that all that traffic was redirected now online. Um, fortunately, again, we had had a few failures 
um, where we, if we had a sale, our website would crash. So all those things over time would kind of fix, you know, all, all those logistical things that come with running and and an online shop. Mm. So by the time COVID hit, we were in a, a in a good space. You say you started a few years ago. When when yeah. exactly? What was the date? When which year? So so we it was basically it was the end of 2015. So it had been a long time. Mm. We had we have been online a, a long long time. Um, it has been growing online um, at a rate of about 20 percent per annum. Um, so we have been growing, but obviously nothing compared to what we, we experienced just in the recent couple of months. Um, and, and, and yeah, so we started off um, a, a, with a, a, a platform that was US-based, had to switch it to a South African-based system. And even then, it kind of was not coping when it was month end or there were specials. And then we had to move on to our own um, servers towards the end of last year. Um, and uh, that kind of helped us to, to, to cope with the, the demand and just the interest that we received in the last couple of months. It's very interesting when you look at the market, and I'm sure you did your research. I mean, when you look at the online market, South Africa was lagging or yeah. is still lagging. Uh, and I'm just talking about before lockdown, we were lagging many, many countries in terms of online shopping. And of course, with this lockdown, we just kind of, you know, propel sales just kind of got propelled by yeah. the need for the online shopping. But what did you find when you were doing the research? Because it seemed like South Africans were they didn't trust it enough. They didn't trust the online, um, the online experience as much as I think you, overseas. You the, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's trust. The biggest issue uh, when we spoke to customers was trust. They just didn't trust that they are, you know, there's so many scammers out there uh, and so many stories that people have heard that, I mean, even with, all the work that the banks have done, you know, with OTP, you know, with explain the OTP comes to yeah, you. Yeah. You are the one that have access to all the information. Everything mm. is in your complete control. No, but I'm not sure. Um, but I think because over over a period of time, um, you know, you tell to one person, then they tell two people, and two tell. So eventually. Um, through the power of numbers, you know, more and more people thought, oh, well, if my sister bought and she was fine, I'll be okay. And if, you know, whoever bought. So for South Africans, definitely to answer your question, um, the biggest issue they had was trust. And, you know, for us being a, a third world country, every cent of ours, you know, the the, 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 the bigger masses, uh, we have a huge, what do you call uh, uh, below average um, a lower income, income. yeah lower mm. income that's what I'm, I'm trying to say the lower income group as opposed to maybe mm. first world countries and so you're, if you're spending 200 grand or 300 grand that's a lot for you so I think that's what's part of the resistance um, but yeah it's, it's been amazing to see people say you know what I, I, I would like to try this how do I go about doing it and the the the, the biggest, I think, the, the reason why we were under so much pressure is because if you have a staff complement 
of six people that can, we know what we can handle. You know, I'm mm-hmm. talking about in terms of customer service. And all of a sudden, that is times five. We couldn't cope with the amount, amount of um, inquiry um, that we were receiving and response time, you know. And we couldn't get pe- more people to come into the office for the mere fact that uh, social distancing laws and things had come into mm. place. Um, so that became one of our biggest challenges, you know, and scrambling to try and get, you know, people's um, orders processed on time. Um, and then, of course, most of the, what was it, most of the career companies were not allowed to to, 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 to deliver parcels yes. except for one. So that was also another challenge, which means people's orders were taking even longer than before. Um, but yeah, so I, I feel like we are all in a better space now. I've seen a huge rise in online stores and tons of other retailers who are now all of a sudden going into online who are also then saying, let us child would like to stock your product. Um, so, yes. so yeah. But how, I mean, th- that's an important point though. How are you managing that? Because you're also seeing that now that e-commerce is open, you're seeing, yeah. uh, you're seeing quite a bit of competition, but you can also tell who's coping and who's not coping. I mean, if you just look at the food retailers, for instance, you get yeah. some food retailers that's going to deliver within the day, maybe in an hour or so. And then you get some retailers where you need to book a day, which could be about four or five days um, away from when you put the order in. And, you know, for me, that's, I mean, if you if you want to order fresh fruit and vegetables and things. You want it you only, yeah. You, and then now you have to wait. Well, it, it, I'm sure it will be fresh in about five days when they send it, but still it's, it shows you that some people are managing that and some people are not actually, they're not taking advantage of the fact that people want this convenience. They want it as soon as yeah. possible. They don't want to wait two or three days. I think the challenge there, being someone on the other side, so not being the, the consumer, but being the business person, is that if you haven't had um, enough planning, you know, you haven't put in enough planning towards the logistical part of it. Because if I'm just going to make an example, if you are using a, a fast way or a, a career guy service, they were already servicing their customers that they were used to. Now you're saying, we also want you to service our customers. And then other people also say, we also want to. So they too are not coping. As they are adding their staff complement to be able to support businesses, those that were already in place are the ones that seem to be running smoother than those that are sort of like coming onto the bandwagon. So I do feel like in the next couple of months, you'll see those long waiting periods mm. get shorter and shorter and shorter. Well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping so. Sonto, yeah. I want to bring in Jonathan Smith. He's an e-commerce expert. He's also the MD and founder of PayFast. Um, okay. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thanks for your time this evening. Sure. Thanks very much for having me on the show. Jonathan, I just want you to talk to this. I mean, we're looking at e-commerce. I mean, Sonto actually saw this. I mean, she 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 saw this idea. It wasn't it wasn't as popular when she started her e-commerce business in 2015, but she pushed on. Um, and I suppose the vision in this is very important because if you do see 
outside of South Africa, you see that uh, e-commerce is thriving. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we don't have to reinvent the wheel in, in South Africa. Thankfully, mm. we can look to what happens in, in other markets. Um, and that's, you know, a lot of uh, very successful businesses have replicated models from elsewhere in uh, in South Africa where we generally are, uh, you know, I, I don't like using the term behind, but let's say we lag a little bit in terms of the rest of the world. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so for us, I mean, e-commerce penetration was, uh, and still is actually, very, very low compared to, to if you look at developed markets in, in, uh, in the rest of the world. We were talking just now about the fact that it's become quite complex competitive because e-commerce is just flying at the moment. I mean, online shopping is thriving. We haven't seen these kind of numbers in years. I, I think I think we're hitting record highs at this point. Um, but some companies are managing to meet that demand efficiently. Some are not. What do you think is the issue there? You know, it, it's, uh, I think it's difficult for, for everyone when there's this sudden surge, right? I mean, nothing, nothing is is generally built to handle such a rapid and immediate increase in business. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's in the, the physical world, whether it's in e-com, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to move physical product around. Um, and you can't suddenly go from zero to 100 and expect everything to work as it did, <laughs> you know, with with, yeah. the, with a more expected growth rate, you know. So, I mean, I know from us, you know, we were a bit of a barometer in terms of um, of volume, you know, and we saw a, a, a double, you know, a 100% increase in 30 days. You know, that's remarkable. You mm. know, no business sees that, right? So, you know, we are not operating, I mean, you know, to your point, yes, we're seeing records, but it's nowhere near what the rest of the world and developed markets uh, and do, right? So we, e-commerce in South Africa accounts for, historically, it was between 1% and 2% of, of retail right occurs online that's a very very small number it's now probably a lot bigger right so now it's maybe two to four percent but a developed market sits at between 10 and 20 percent of retail occurs online so we still have a long way to go right um mm. but really what happened here was just this very rapid uh, increase and that just causes a very difficult problem to solve for everyone in the supply chain whether it be the e-commerce providers, whether it be the courier people, you know, the courier guys trying to get um, packages around, everyone, you've got to hire staff, you've got to deploy additional vehicles, you know, that stuff takes time, you know, you can't suddenly just hire people within, you know, seven days, it just doesn't work that way. So there's a lag, and I think, give it a a little bit of time, and I think now, um, after, you know, two, three months, we're now starting to see things become a little better, people are getting used to the new level of where this is sitting and, and have caught up to, to sort of cope with this increased demand. Sonto, I mean, obviously you are trying to manage all of this and yeah. surely you are putting more time and effort um, into making sure that your clients are happy because at the end of the day, you want them to stay happy and you want them to stay with you um, uh-huh. as a loyal client for years going down. So is a lot of effort going into making sure that the e-commerce grows your oh. platform? Oh, absolutely. E-commerce is definitely the future. So if anything, what what COVID taught us is that that's where we should um, start to focus if you haven't already. Um, and we are, we are working very hard to make sure that, I mean, we've added additional staff to handle um, inquiries. We've had, we've had to um, have additional contract manufacturers to handle the demand for the product. We, we, we've had, you know, we definitely are working very hard to ensure that um, we keep our customers happy and that the response time 
um, which was the biggest issue during COVID, um, gets better, like you say. When you, you know, when you go to a store, you know you'll get something and you come home with it. Whereas um, online, the uncertainty of is it two days and three days, and then fighting with couriers to make sure that they are ordering, they are delivering on time, and if they don't, you communicate back to the customer. So it is, uh, it's a lot of work um, to make sure that customers are happy, and it's something that we all need to do um, to, to to make sure that we grow the e-commerce market. Well, I think the hard work comes with being a successful entrepreneur and you have proved that you are putting in the hard work. We wish you all the luck. Sonto, thank you very much for your time this evening. And of course, Sonto Pawe is the founder of Native Child. It's an African hair care product, very natural. Check it out. Uh, Jonathan, thank you also to you. Thanks for your time this evening. Jonathan Smith, e-commerce expert, also MD and founder of PayFast. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.